Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Excitement. Yes, the excitement of going on a safari. I don't know about you, but I know when I was a kid, we used to watch Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. And I used to dream of being there in the wild to see the animals in their natural habitat. It is one thing to go to a zoo and see the animals. However, there is nothing more exciting than seeing these animals in their natural habitat. Roaming the plains of a reserve, coming across herd of elephants, a pack of giraffes, or a lioness with a bunch of cubs. Yes, this was my life recently. We traveled to South Africa and we made our way north of Johannesburg to a couple of different reserves. First of all, we stayed at Hamala, and today's story will be about an experience in Hamala, Hamala River Lodge. It was our last night. We were all abuzz about hearing about a huge herd of elephants, a pack of about 85 that were nearby. So our driver and the River Lodge manager were trying to get permission to leave the property with gas, travel the highway to try to find these herd of elephants that were on the move. Finally, we were told we were going to be doing that, so we made our way about 45, 50 minutes just to get outside of the reserve and then onto the highway. We drove down the highway and what I was looking at was the scenery and trying to take as many pictures as I could. We did find out that uh, off in the distance there was some elephants. And this was quite a distance. I would say it was at least a kilometer. So taking pictures was not really the idea thing to do. They tried to get permission to go on this land as it wasn't part of the reserve. However, permission was not granted. We were long outside of the reserve, and we knew it was going to be a long ride back. Both vehicles stopped along the road, and it was a safe area because there was construction going off, and where we stopped, that part of the road was closed. Everyone got out of the vehicle except a few of us, and they came around to the front of, or I shouldn't say the front, but the side of our our vehicle, and we had a group shot taken. One of my fellow travelers shared it with me, so that is a keepsake forever so I can remember those that experienced what I did here in Hamala and on my whole tour. It was on the way back when the experience of a lifetime happened. An experience that would make your heart stop. 
fear would take over because of the unknown. As we were driving back and we got onto our reserve, one of the passengers asked the driver about the Southern Cross, a constellation in the sky. So our driver decided to stop and turn off the car so that there were no lights and it was just pitch black. Looking up, tried to find the Southern Cross in the stars in the sky. Very hard, difficult to pick out. I think I saw it, but I'm not sure if I did or not. I think I did. And as the driver tried to start the car, it would not start. So here we were, pitch dark, in the middle of a reserve. So our driver said, take out your phones and put on your flashlight so we can warn the jeep behind us that we're stopped and we're not going anywhere. We did that and we waited and waited and then the realization came upon us that that third vehicle was not coming our way. They must have taken another route back to the lodge. So there we were, all alone, in the middle of the reserve. Darkest night that I've ever remembered in my life. The fear took over. We knew there's animals out there that are night hunters. And we're perfect prey because we weren't going anywhere. I didn't want to show my fear. So I just tried to find something to concentrate on. So the driver, her name was Tandy. She pulled out her phone to see if she could call somebody. But of course, in South Africa, they have a thing called load shedding, which means the government decides to turn off the power for about two hours at a time, many times during the day in different places. Just happened to be our turn to have the power off. So there was no cell tower that she could reach, call for help. She knew that it was up to her to figure out how to get the Jeep started. She got out of the vehicle, went around to the front and opened the hood. Losing sight of her sort of scared me because that's when I felt like we were most vulnerable. And I didn't want anything to happen to her. I then see her walk to the opposite side of the vehicle over to a, a bush or small tree or something. I saw her break off something. It looked like a, a branch. And took the little pieces off the branch and disappeared in front of the hood again. We heard a loud bang, and then the lights of the Jeep came on. I think we were okay at that point. Tandy closed the hood, came around, jumped in the driver's seat, and started the Jeep. We made our way into camp, Others wondered where we were. That was an experience 
that I will never forget. I probably, probably the only sound that anyone could hear probably was my heart beating when we were stuck. Yes, I'm a man, but I know very little bit about vehicles, so I wasn't able to lend a hand. And I guess due to budget cuts or whatever, before in the safaris used to have a driver and a ranger. But because, I guess after COVID, they reduced the staff, there was just a driver, and she had no weapon on her, should any animal decide that we would be very a very tasty meal. So we were on our own. The only tools I had on me was my own arms, my own legs. But let me go back to how this day started. Started like the previous two days. We're talking again about this load shedding. That's when the government turns off the power for two hours at a time, various times throughout the whole day. So, luck behold, 3 a.m., power goes off, and I travel with a CPAP machine. I use CPAP everywhere. So, without having the CPAP on at 3 o'clock, I was wide awake. I cannot sleep without the CPAP laying down. So I got up quietly, not to disturb my wife, and tried to find some place where I could just rest, try to kill time. As the alarm, or the alarm, the alarm clock was set to go, yes, the alarm clock was set to go off at 5 a.m. because our sunrise safari started at 6 a.m. So I know I had to try to He'd make it through the next two hours before it was time to actually get up and get ready for the safari. So I was already exhausted. I didn't have much sleep. I think we went to bed about 10.30 the night before. You'd be surprised how fast those two hours went, but they did go by fast, and we got ready and made our way down to get on the uh, sunrise safari. Went out and we saw the typical animals that we've been seeing there, which was to giraffes, the uh, different kinds of antelope like the springbok and uh, the waterpuck and all all those giraffes. Uh, I think we saw rhinos that day uh, in the morning. The uh, sun sunrise safari is a couple hours. And upon our return, time for breakfast. So we all meet in the dining area. It's an indoor-outdoor sort of type thing where it's covered with a roof, but it is uh, no windows in the place, so it is open to the environment. And we had our breakfast and then made our way back to our, our tent. Yes, we were staying in a tent. That was interesting, staying in that tent. It was a, a tent with a bedroom, bathroom, and an outdoor shower. Can you imagine that? Taking a shower in the outdoors? I did. Yes, it's very private. And it's very, you know, it was 
I really enjoyed it, um, looking up and seeing the sky. They did uh, warn us about one of the giraffes, Whitey was the name of the giraffe, who sometimes wandered on the property and has been known to reach down and try to get some of that water coming out of the, the shower head. That would have been a scary thing if that happened to me. I did not have such luck. But uh, sitting out on our deck that particular day, and many birds would be flying around, and I was grabbing my camera trying to take a picture of them, but no such luck. There was a couple of birds I got pictures of, but for the most part, many of them that just flew away. We did notice a giraffe just on the other side of the river. Now, I wasn't sure if that was Whitey, but it was an adult giraffe, we could tell. So we watched that for a while, just sitting there relaxing and just enjoying taking it all in, listening to the sounds. Because when you're there, you're, you're deep in the bush. You're like nowhere near civilization other than the lodge. And it's very peaceful. And I miss it, you know, like when I was there, backstory, uh, first part of our trip when we were in, in Cape Town, both the wife and I got sick. We don't know what from. Uh, so I had cold, flu-like symptoms, uh, sinus congestion, and really wasn't 100%. I, to be honest, at that time, I was probably about 60%, if that. Um, so really feeling just uncomfortable. So I, I could have enjoyed the trip better. And when you do travel, these things do happen, you know. Um, it could be uh, allergies. It could be the environment. You never know. So um, it could have been passengers we were traveling with in Cape Town because I believe they were sick. Uh, the male, he was coughing, and I mean coughing without covering his mouth. And then his wife was sneezing right behind me uh, in the vehicle. So, you know, it might have been that. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying that, you know, if you are coughing or you're sneezing, don't do it. Just, like, open and in the air, you know, cough into your arm. Uh, hold your hand up to your mouth. Going to sneeze the same thing, sneeze into your arm. You know, we're all... We all are aware of what we need to do to protect ourselves, to keep ourselves healthy. But unfortunately, some people, they don't follow the norms. But yes, yeah, so the wife and I were both sick. And I find that when we're in safari, the air is so dry. And when you're traveling in the Jeep, you're getting that dust coming in and uh, you're breathing it, that doesn't help either. But would I give this up? Would I just say, pack me up and send me home right now? I don't want any more of this. No, no, no. I was having the experience of a lifetime. So as I get back to the story here, we were sitting on our deck taking, I was trying to take pictures of the birds, but we were relaxing. Time went by, and then soon it was time for lunch. 
So we went down for lunch, met our friends. We we had sort of connected with these ladies that uh, were with us in uh, Cape Town for our trip. And they were Americans, very nice ladies. Uh, my wife really bonded with them, and they liked my, my sense of humor. So I'm glad that worked. Um, I'm always trying to make people laugh. And the theme of this trip was every time we're talking about food, I was talking about turkey. Because in Canada, Thanksgiving comes early for us. We have Thanksgiving in October. Turkey time for us. Where the Americans, they have to wait till November for their turkey. So, yes, all I was talking about was turkey when it came to meals and to make them laugh. There are other things I did to make them laugh as well, and that's that's just my personality. I try to make people laugh, whether they're laughing at me or laughing with me. I want to see people laughing rather than being sad or angry or mad. Just, you know, just relax, chill out. So, uh, yeah, so we had, we met up with these ladies for lunch, and uh, we decided to really just hang out a bit. We had some time with uh, internet access. The power was up, so we did some social media posts in the afternoon and then uh, returned back to our our tent again. And, well, pretty soon it was time for that uh, memorable, memorable uh, sunset safari like I said, there was buzz at lunchtime about maybe going to try to track these elephants. And then as we came down, we were preparing for the sunset safari. The buzz was really loud about going to find these elephants. I was super excited because I thought we'd get really close to the elephants. But uh, as you heard in the beginning of this podcast, we were just too far away. If you get a chance to do a safari, and I don't mean in your own in your own country, unless you have you know reserve with wildlife and stuff on it. That uh, you know we have a place here in Ontario called African Lion Safari. Yes, they have wild animals on there, but they're not indicative of Canada, so they're not in their own element. Whereas when we traveled to Africa and we were on these game reserves. They are in their natural habitat. So if you get a chance, wherever in the world the animals are natural for where you live and you get a chance to go see them, I call it a safari. It may not be a, it might be a wilderness adventure for wherever you are. But if you get a chance to get to Africa, they have many places in Africa where you can go for safaris. Take, up, take the opportunity, go with uh, a group of people, and enjoy your time. And that is me for this episode of Passports and Postcards. We're talking about Safari Hamala and how the Jeep broke down. Not really broke down, just we lost power connection. That's what I think it was, a connector on the battery. And our driver, Tandy, used the tools that were at her grab, which was the stick, Got the connector reconnected to the battery, and boom, zoom, we were off. 
that, but I tell you, that was a scary moment. So until next time, have yourself a good day and thanks for listening. <laughs>